Welcome to the Empowered Spirit Show. This is your host, Terry Ann Hyman. I'll explore the connection to the human spirit in a way that helps to navigate your life, including crisis. I am passionate about helping you to open up to your intuition and the metaphysical world of spirit to find your confidence in your own inner guidance. Take a pause, be inspired, learn ways to show up focused, centered, and more dynamic in your everyday life. Welcome back to the Empowered Spirit Show. Thank you so much for tuning in and joining me today. This episode is being brought to you by Forecast, located in Homewood, Alabama. Forecast is a hair salon on a mission to shape a movement in the beauty industry, focusing on education, fashion, and creativity. Forecast strives to train stylists with the latest in education to provide their guests with the latest trends. Follow them on Instagram at Forecast Salon or find them online at ForecastSalon.com. As this podcast goes to air, we've moved into the season of Pisces. Pisces is the final sign of the zodiac will. It's ruled by the 12th house of spirituality, and it teaches us that we are all connected. We are just the physical manifestations of our energetic vibrations. The frequencies that come together that comprise your human design are attracting the lessons you need most right now. Trusting what is going on within you is key. Trusting your life is trusting your higher self. Some really great crystals right now to use during this Pisces seasons are Angelite to connect with the angels in the higher dimensions. We're actually going to be talking about the angels today. Labradorite, a stone for creating and transmuting your intuition for decision-making areas of your life. I love Labradorite and I love to use it in my jewelry for new directions. And amethyst, always a stone for dreamers, which is what Pisces people are known for. Pisces is the most spiritual sign of the zodiac and one that is great to align your vibration with. An awakening is happening. A renaissance is occurring. Can you feel it? It is a time to know your truth and your voice. Your spirit is so valuable at this time. And that's where the rites come in to help you move through all of this old stuff. Finding ways to tend to the struggles of your life with the tools that offer you these rites can add inspiration, amusement, and joy. Rites being Reiki, intuition, tarot, EFT, stones, and crystals. It can free you from the unnecessary stress that is going on in the world. It can help you to make decisions in your life, to attract the work and the people, and especially right now, to make the shifts and changes that are being required as we all go back out into the world. All of these cosmic forces and energy alignments I talk about on my energy focus for the week, which you can find live on Sunday nights on Instagram and Facebook. We talk about what's going on. We align our energy, set intentions for the week, and I pull the tarot cards for guidance. If you can't join me live, get on my email list and you'll receive the energy focus first thing on Monday mornings. As you move through all of these cosmic transitions, now is the time to clean up your energy with an energy clearing session. Schedule one in person or online. When you work with the energy body, it helps to release the old patterns and all that old stuff. Links will be in the show notes. When you start going within and connecting to your soul and your spirit, you will find your answers. 
If you're a strong, passionate person who's ready to take charge of your life and let go of the stories running around inside of your head, let's talk. Let's talk about my Empowered Spirit Private Mentoring Program. Warning, this work will change your life. It can seriously improve your body, mind, and spirit. Side effects, yes, you may see yourself or others as they really are. You may experience loss of excess baggage, resulting in major life changes. You may become the person you are really meant to be. My Empowered Spirit Program can help you upgrade your spiritual path. You'll learn lots of energy tools, techniques, ways to center your energy to get rid of the energy drains, and ways to raise your vibration, and how to remove the limited beliefs that hold you back. Now is a great time to learn something new. Schedule a spiritual upgrade breakthrough call with me, and let's talk about how my programs can help you. In today's episode, I speak with Peter Sterling, who is one of the world's premier harpists in the genre of New Age and contemporary instrumental music. His recent book, Hearing the Angels Sing, tells the story of Peter's remarkable encounters with the angels in the canyons of Sedona, Arizona in the early 1990s, which ultimately led to his discovery of his talent for playing the harp. With great candor and honesty, Peter shares with us intimate details of his incredible journey with the angels, which ultimately led to his discovery of his life's mission, to be a channel for the angels' heavenly music during this time of the dawning of the golden age of man. We talk about letting go of the trauma of the past few years, celestial guidance, angels, cherubs, telepathy. Out of the play comes a burst of Renaissance energy oneness, unification, permeating love, being divinely guided, and how music has the ability to open the heart. Before we begin the interview, let's take a moment to pause, to breathe, and set an intention for where you are right now. So wherever you are, if you can, close your eyes. Taking a nice deep inhale and exhale, allowing yourself to slow down. Inhaling up the body and exhale all the way back down, grounding, centering your energy. Inhaling, calling in your spirit. Feeling that energy all around you as you exhale all the way down, deep into the earth. Bringing the awareness into the heart. Connecting with the greater spirit, source, creator, God. Know that you are known. Know that you are loved. Creating this beautiful sacred space, we call in the masters, the teachers, the archangels for love and joy calling in the crystal beings for guidance and protection. Feel the energy coming in for you. As we take a moment and honor where you are in this very present moment, in the season of winter, we find ourselves in the direction of the north, or we look to the guidance of our ancestors. We call in our past lives. We go deep to bring our dreams and our visions forward. 
calling in the directions to the north, the east, the south, and the west, above you, below you, right into the very center, calling into your spirit, setting an intention for where you are right now, and allow the elevated emotions of how you want to feel to radiate out from your heart, the joy, the peace, the love, the abundance. Let it radiate all around you. Taking another deep inhale and exhale. Grounding your energy as you bring your focus and awareness back. Coming back. My guest today, Peter Sterling, began his career as a recording artist in 1994 with his first album, Harp Magic, released on the World Disc label. Success came almost immediately as the recording was nominated for the Best Instrumental Album Award by NAIRD, now known as ATIM, an organization for independent musicians. His acclaim continued and grew exponentially in the 2000s with multiple nominations from the prestigious website New Age Reporter and Zone Music Reporter, including several nominations for Album of the Year. His albums consistently charted high up in their top 100, including grabbing the number one spot for his 2013 release, Twilight Serenade. While his recent works are released on his own Heart Magic label, including his 2018 album, Magic Kingdom, Real Music, one of the giants of New Age music, released his Shadow, Mist, and Light album in 2005. His most recent recognition came in 2017 when he shared the Hollywood Music and Media Award for Best New Age Song. Besides his music, Peter is also a stained glass and visual artist and has been since before he began playing the harp. His beautiful artwork decorates the interior of his Sedona house, including a gallery of his Portals of Light crystal alchemy paintings, which he shares with his son, seven-year-old Micah. Peter is a stay-at-home father and loves it. In the little spare time he has, he also conducts Jeep tours of Sedona's canyons for private clients, and he is also heavily involved with the growing CBD hemp industry. Even with such a full plate as he has, Peter found time to write a book hearing the angels sing, and he also conducts workshops on the science of sound healing and sacred geometry. Let us welcome Peter to the show. Welcome, Peter. Thank you. Thank you, Terry. So good to be here with you. Yes, I'm excited to have you as a guest. Definitely a big believer in sound, vibration, healing, for sure. And you do so much as a healing artist as well and a visual artist out there in Sedona. So I'm very excited to talk to you. I thought I would first start out by just asking you, like, what led you to playing the harp? Mm, well, it began when I 
when I came to Sedona in the late 80s on my spiritual vision quest and uh, had been living in Colorado for many years, living that Colorado lifestyle. I was a ski instructor in Aspen for many years, and but that came to an end. And uh, I love to go up onto the top of the mountain there and have my conversations with God. And one day I was up there and I heard kind of a message, uh, go to Sedona. And I had been hearing rumors of this new age Mecca in the desert Southwest. And this was before the internet. So I couldn't Google it and find out all about it. We were just hearing reports. And it was right after the harmonic convergence of August 16th and 17th, 1987. And we had a big celebration in Aspen for that global unification for the Mayan calendar. And, and after that, we started hearing, people started talking about Sedona, Sedona, because about 5,000 people came to Sedona. And that's where I'm talking to you now, by the way, from my home here in the Red Rocks. Uh, but anyway, I felt the call. I had to go check out this spiritual mecca of these, these energy vortexes. I was so uh, fascinated by that and really intrigued. So I I decided to take a trip down here in the spring after the ski season ended. I came by myself and the moment I drove down Oak Creek Canyon from Flagstaff, I was just, you know, my breath was taken away by, by the majesty and the beauty of the towering red rock formations. I mean, I had no idea what to expect because I never saw a picture or anything or a video before I came. And when I saw it with my own eyes, I, there was times I was driving down the canyon. Maybe some of your listeners know when I got to about slide rock coming down, I had to pull over because I was just like, I was overcome with this feeling. It actually brought a tear to my eye. And I, I, I felt this feeling like it felt so, even though I was seeing it for the first time, the Red Rocks, they seemed somehow familiar to me. Like maybe I had dreamed of them or something like that. Uh, but I heard in my, kind of in my heart of hearts in that moment, this word home kind of resounded deep inside of my soul, home. I was like, wow. And I was looking for my next place. and. Then I drove into town and I met the most amazing people that were kind of like floating on the air. They were like these angelic new age people that I never encountered people quite like that before, you know, and they were already here in the energy. And I just started vibing with it. I was, and people, you know, when I, you met people here, they were just so present and they kind of looked you in the eye and they knew who you were. They're like, welcome. We've been waiting for you kind of a thing, you know, join our family of light. I was like, wow, this is so cool. Everybody was living with an open heart and the land was so powerful. And I just knew this was a place. So I went back, packed up my bags, came back a month later, got a place to live. And I came here actually to pursue my art because I've been a stained glass artist since I was a teenager. I had kind of a mystical experience with glass in the church as a child. Then later in my teenage years, an opportunity came for me to learn Tiffany style stained glass by a master craftsman in Southern California. I apprenticed with him for about a year and a half. And so that was the start of my love affair to live as an artist. So I came to Sedona at that time to really express myself and live as an artist. And um, so I set up my glass studio here and started doing my art. But after a short time, Terry, I got a message from spirit because I was hiking a lot out in this, the silent canyons here and just listening to my inner voice, my inner guidance. And I got this message that I should um, release all of my material possessions that I was being guided to go on a vision quest and that I was to discover, you know, my mission, who, who I am, why am I here? What's my mission sort of thing? I felt there was something 
deep inside that wanted to come out. So that's what I did. I, I released everything, got a Volkswagen camper van, and that began my quest where I was sleeping every night in the canyons, staying in the silence. And uh, it was there in the silence where I first heard this angelic symphonies, the angelic choirs was sitting out in the canyons in the wilderness here by myself, getting very, very quiet. And I started to tune into that inner music that the mystics speak about. And I heard the most beautiful sound. And, and then, and that's how it started. <laughs> well, yeah. did you already play the harp at that point or it led you to playing the harp? No, no. So what happened was I, I wasn't really, a, music wasn't a big part of my life at that point. I had a Native American flute that I would carry with me out into the canyons and play, you know, the flute in the echo canyons for the ancestor spirits to call them and to play, you know, just for that experience was wonderful. Um, but once I was started to hear this celestial music, my inner guidance was like, just allow the music to take you away. And I was doing a lot of inner processes. I was, I had been doing a lot of energy clearing, a lot of alignment on my, my chakras, opening my chakras, you know, like doing a lot of deep healing, you know, like to let go of the past and all my pains of the past. That's how I was guided to, to do the inner child healing work. Cause we all carry some trauma, like baggage, you know? So I was yes, like, we do the deep work. So I used to just go out in the canyons and play and then just lay on the rocks or find a place. And sometimes I would just be out there, like doing my deep healing by myself. The canyons became like a womb, like a safe kind of a womb-like space where I, there was nobody around. This was in the eighties. It was very quiet here, very different than it is now. Which is what a vortex of energy, especially land energy will do for you, right? It protects you and it guides you and it brings those messages in. Yeah. Yeah. But I have to say it's easier to travel up to the canyons with a flute than with a <laughs> harp. So like what guided you to do that? That had to be an intentional, like, let me take this big instrument. Yeah. <laughs> well, what happened was as I was out there and then I, I started to tune into the sound. At first, I thought it was like coming. Somebody was out there with a portable stereo playing classical music or something. But then I realized, no, I'm I'm hearing something of a divine origin. And it seemed like, you know, the sound of nature, the rustling of the wind and the leaves, the little trickling of the stream, the bird song was all in harmony with this sound. I, I started to tune into something. It was very much like the movie. August Rush with Robin Williams. That was the story of the young boy that heard the music out in the fields and then became a great composer. That's kind of exactly what happened to me. I heard the sounds through nature. Then I heard, I tuned into the celestial choirs. And then my inner guidance was like, let the music take you and just surrender to it. And when I did that, I was kind of taken out of my body. I, I was taken up out of my body into the light I saw the golden light, and this was I'm seeing in my inner vision, like in my meditation. So I just, it's kind of like a Kundalini experience where the energy just took me up and out. Up, I was doing, working with ascended masters and connecting with my higher I am presence or my Christ self or my divine self and really clearing that central channel so I could go up kind of out of my crown chakra up into the higher chakras and connect with my higher self or my divine self or my I am presence, whatever you want to call it. And it was by doing that when the music came, it was able to just really, I was able to ascend up that central column, that central pillar of light. And when I did that, 
I looked around and I, I, there was all this golden light that was surrounding me and this beautiful angelic music. And I could tell there was something around me. I saw some kind of energy around me. And as I focused my inner vision, to my astonishment, I was surrounded by a group of angels, like a flock of angels. And they were the cherubim, the cherubs, you know, the little chubby babies that we see. The little cherubs. Yes. Yeah, so much those joy, right? And like, oh my yeah. God, they're amazing, you know. But when I saw them with my inner vision on the inner planes, they were just like they appear painted on the Sistine Chapel and they were mm -hmm. playing harps and flutes and violins, just like we see in classical Renaissance art. And apparently the angels had visited those artists back in the day of the Renaissance, you know, coming out of the Dark Ages, out of the Black Plague and the Dark Ages, the Renaissance was born, very similar to the time we're living in now, because the plague we're experiencing now. Now there's a burst of new creativity and new inspiration coming. But anyway, I saw, I connect, I saw these angels. And then over time, I developed a telepathic communication with each other. Because when I saw them, I was just observing them on the inner planes at first. I was like, oh my God, what am I seeing? And I was like, once I realized that I was seeing the angels, I was like, oh my God, they're real. Like I, I had no reference for angels really at the point. I thought maybe they were like a lot of us, maybe they were just a figment of some artist's imagination. But then I realized, no, they're real. And that was really kind of like a game changer for me, like mm -hmm. a before and after kind of experience, like very life changing. Once I realized they were real, then and then I developed because I get I was I was seeing them, then I could see them communicating. They were telepathically communicating, not moving their mouth, but I could hear them. And they were like, I could hear them going, wow, look at him. Do you think he could see us? I don't know. They were talking back and forth amongst themselves. And then in my mind, I said, yes, I can hear you and I can see you. Can you hear me and see me? And they were like, oh my God, yes, we can hear you. And as soon as we realized that we could communicate to each other, angels, oh man, that was like a party broke out amongst the, they were just so excited because it's not very often that the angels get to have a communication with a mortal human, you know, on planet earth is a kind of a rare thing more rare than you would imagine. So they were very excited. And then what they told me was that, you know, I, I went on many journeys with the angels during this time. And they kept coming for me and taking me when I would go out of my body and show me all these incredible places where they live and teach me about their domain and the sphere in the celestial realms. And you know, one of the things that was most uh, amazing for that, uh, Terry, was that the feeling of love was amazing. The feeling of oneness and unification of all. That's in that dimension. Like it's like, you know, these angels are up in the fifth or seventh dimension, way kind of above where we are now in this higher frequency. But the all permeating vibe is just love, divine yeah. love. It's amazing. It's like, you know, when you have a near death experience and many people have, they report the same thing. And so that's how it was for me. And then Ultimately, they communicated to me that my mission that I was asking to be revealed and the angels came as messengers was to play the harp and to channel the celestial music that mm -hmm. I was hearing. At first, I was like, what? I can't believe what they're telling. I'm not really a musician, you know? And they're like, if you join with us, we will work together. We'll teach you how to play. And together, we'll work as a team to bring through this special music at this time for the dawning of the golden age and the ascension to raise the vibration. Because, you know, music has the ability to open hearts and to and to to unify people and is very healing you know the heart yeah. is 
I work with the sound bowl. So for sure, I can understand that with the vibration of energy and sound is a medicine of the future for sure. So I guess now you've gotten all these messages, you're playing the harps with the angels, and now you've written a book about it, hearing the angels sing. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, the angels wanted me to, to record my story, what happened. I have such an unusual story, how the angels created miracles in my life for me to achieve this dream of bringing their music to earth. So, um, you know, I, I made contact with these angels and then they said, play the harp. And once I gave it some thought and I decided I'm going to do this, you know. And so I joined with them within a week. I met a woman here in Sedona that had a small harp that I purchased. and I took it out in the canyons. I began to just play improvisationally by myself. My hands began to move on the strings by themselves. It was very, very powerful. And then 10 months later, I made my first recording called Harp Magic, which uh, I first recorded a little cassette tape that I put in the bookstores here in the New Age bookstores, and it started selling. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, it's starting to happen. So I told the angels, look, I don't know anything about the music business. If you want your music to go out to the world, send me some help. And I just sent out that prayer with a very clear intention of what I needed. And then within a short time, maybe a week or 10 days, All of a sudden, I got a phone call, and on the other line were some record company executives that were on holiday in Sedona. They went into the bookstore, they heard my music, and they were looking for a harpist for their record label. And they said, we love your music, what's your story? And I told them how the angels gave it to me. They said, well, we want to offer you a recording contract with international distribution. We want to help you bring your music to the world. We love it. I was like, Oh my God. You know, like I didn't even look for it. They called me. It was like a Cinderella kind of thing. It doesn't really happen very often like that. I don't think. And, but I, I signed the deal. They took my first cassette tape, mastered it, made a CD, put it out. And three months later was nominated for string album of the year in the Indie Awards. So I had this rapid success right off the bat. And and then tremendous things happened to me over the years, but the angels are always telling me, you know, you have to record this for posterity, your angel experience, so others can hear what happened to you and it might inspire them. So then I decided, you know, it was right before 2012. I didn't know what was gonna happen. It was in 2011 and 2010. And the angels like, it's time to write now you have to write this book now so that's what i did and i i worked on it for over a year i wrote i kept my notes for many years of all the angel experiences i had that led me to the harp and then i started putting it together in book form i wrote my manuscript i had an editor and together we we worked for a year very very hard i would give her a chapter she'd send it back with all the notes and the changes and i'd rework it and we'd refine each chapter and it was when it was, the manuscript was done it was beautiful and i took it to the publisher here in Sedona, a light technology that's been here for 30 years. And they produced the Sedona Journal of Emergence magazine with all the channeling information and many, many books, including like Dronvelo and different people like that. And I sent them a book and they said, oh my God, this is the cleanest manuscript we've ever had. We love your story. Let's do it. So I signed a deal. I got a publisher and and it went out. I got on coast to coast with George Norrie and sold thousands of books. And it was awesome. You know, that is that awesome. My- yeah. What a great experience. And it seems like it just kind of flowed, just like those strings just flow through the music. Right. It just kept going from one thing to another. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. It's magic. You know, that's that's what I call Terry. I call it what the angels told me and what I teach in my workshops, what I would call miracle mindedness. 
So we get into this state, you know, when you start working with the angels, they have this ability to kind of up-level your game and raise your frequency. So you kind of rise above the mass consciousness and a new kind of sense of grace comes into your life and the struggle starts to ease and magic and synchronicity start to happen on a daily basis. Like things start to click. And this is what I call with the angels. They help us because they create synchronicity for us to lead us on our magical journey to discover and to unite with our divine self and discover our soul's mission. You know, that's one of their highest joys is to see humans make that connection. Uh, so, but they create synchronicities like magically how the cherubs did it with me. And it was undoubtedly them doing their handiwork. They're amazing. They have the ability to come from these higher dimensions, uh, you know, seventh yeah. dimension and interpenetrate into the 3D and actually move physical objects down here. Really amazing how they can do that, right? Yeah, and I agree. They're so full of joy and love. I know I've worked with the Ariel and like the world angel grid, the healing angels of the grid, and just that whole idea of like, you know, bringing that cord of love and running it right into the heart and then the different vibrations that all the different angels bring in. So I definitely agree with you on that for sure. So now is your work more about creating music or are you working one-on-one with clients in the harp right there or a little bit Mm -hmm. of both? It's all things, you know, I'm kind of a, kind of a Renaissance man, Jack of a few different trades. I'm, I'm a little bit always ADHD my whole life. So I I like to move around to different things. So I have several things that I do, like in my home here, I have my recording studio set up for my music production. I have my art studio down in the basement where I produce my uh, crystal alchemy portals of light, uh, you know, like uh, multidimensional holographic mandalas that are bedazzled with gems and jewels on them. They're quite amazing. Those are hanging in two galleries here in Sedona. And then I also do my Sedona Crystal Visions, which is my landscape photography, because I'm I'm a tour guide here, and I take people out here now for 30 years. I've been doing guide work here and, and, and ushering people into the silence of the canyons, bringing them into the special energy and the vibration of the energy vortexes and facilitating an experience for people who come from all over the world now to sit in the energy here and have an experience. So that's what I do. I do my sound healing with the harp and the crystal bowls out on the red rocks. I carry them both with me. I also have tuning forks and other little sound things. I create a whole experience where I take my clients and I set them on a cliff looking at the panoramic view of the canyons. And then I do my sound work around them and call in the angels. It's very, very beautiful and oftentimes moves people to tear and they, you know, they have really powerful healings and activations with that. So I do that work too. And uh, yeah, those are the, the main things, my music, my art, and my work with clients, my, he- my sound healing work on the land here. Beautiful. Yeah. Renaissance man. And we are in for a renaissance of the arts. That's what is predicted for this year, for sure. Awesome. Really? Did you hear that? I did. I did. I heard that there was a renaissance. I had, um, I had the famous astrologer Susan Miller on the show not too long ago. And she talked about that whole idea of renaissance of the arts coming forward. And yeah, I mean, I'm in the healing arts too. I agree with you. I've got my jewelry studio right down here too, in my healing room. So yeah, I've Definitely have many things that keep my own creativity inspired and how I work with clients as well. So I, I'm right there with you for sure. Yeah. Right on. So what are you most passionate about with all of this? Mm. What am I most passionate about? I am passionate about raising the vibe, you know, like yeah. raising the energy 
The energy on planet Earth has been so difficult the last couple of years, um, so disheartening. And we've just seen so much that's just such a, so discouraging in so many ways, you know, in different areas of life. But it all seems to be kind of compacting now. There's compression happening on us where all these different elements of life are accelerating and amplifying and, uh, and a lot of fear, you know, a lot of fear in the collective and I felt it myself. You know what the angels shared with me, Terry, which I think is pretty cool. They told me that when we were in the lockdown, the height of the global lockdown uh, last year, when all commerce and transportation stopped and the animals started coming out of the woods and wandering the streets of the cities and the dolphins came back into the lagoons and the bays again and the harbors and, and the air cleared and the water cleared. And we actually got to see the restorative power of mother nature. Like if humans would just stop, you know, like, wouldn't that be great if we have one day a yeah. month where everything just stops <laughs> and we let the air clear and the animals come out for a period of time and regeneration, that would be really cool. But what they did tell me is that during the height of the pandemic, the lockdown, when everything stopped and, you know, here in Sedona, I was going to, you know, everybody was kind of curled in the corner, like, Oh my God, is this the end of the world? You know, at first, maybe this thing's going to spread and, kill everybody you know we didn't know right and and everybody, we still don't know <laughs> still don't know and everybody was in a panic and all that hoarding at the grocery stores and there was no toilet paper and that whole period of time was very intense but the angels told me that what happened then that was the first time in the history of the world where the whole world stopped at once all of humanity stopped and took a breath and reflected on their mortality it was like a collective near-death experience, right? Yeah. And so um, uh, the angels before that happened told me there would be an event where this would occur and that would elevate the consciousness. So when we unified in that moment, there was a, actually a frequency upgrade for humanity on the collective, on, a, on these other levels. And uh, that had never happened before. And if anybody was ever wondering if, you know, was doubting that we're all connected, I think that that was very clear in that time that we are all one, at least biologically. But they told me that out of that unification, it's going to be an emergence of like, it's like an upgrade for humanity. So new technologies are coming, new inspiration for art, science, philosophy, religion, like just like the Renaissance when we came out of the dark ages and there was all the great art and literature and music was born. Same is happening here. And I got to tell you, I really, really see it now this year in my genre of music, New Age, we just had the Grammy Awards of voting just completed. Uh, and in my category, the five nominees, unfortunately, I wasn't a nominee this year. I was in the running in the first round, but the five nominees are these big, big projects where um, there was these global collaborations. And and it's all about unifying the world. And, and it was recorded remotely all over the world and put together in these incredible productions with symphony and, and all the instruments with this incredible collaboration that I, we've never seen projects of this magnitude of people coming together to create music and a vision of music and sound in this way. So I think this is one of the manifestations that we're seeing in new age music this year in the Grammy Awards. I, I, I suggest everybody go check out the Grammy nominees 
for new age music. And I think you'll be quite amazed at what was offered this year. Projects like I've never seen before. Quite yeah, fun. I think that's awesome. And I know, you know, I lived in New York for 35 years and moved back to Birmingham 10 years ago to help my parents. And when I first came down, I remember I had the bowls and nobody was really quite sure what they were doing or what I was doing. And it was kind of different. And then I started doing events and teaching people and all. And now I will say the sound bowls are very popular around this area all over mm -hmm. too. Okay. But I think that's really kind of indicative of the healing that can come forward and all these new therapies that will come forward as we move through this year and beyond. I think we're going to see a lot of that kind of thing come forward as well with this renaissance. And yeah, I'm a big believer in the healing arts. I support anybody I can. That's an artist that plays music that uses the arts as a means of therapy and healing. Definitely very big on my list of passion and purpose for sure. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So I do like to ask this, and as we kind of come around to round this up, two things, though. One, I'd like to ask if you'll leave us with some strumming, some some vibes of the harp that I would like to ask you. And the other question that I do like to come back around and ask is, how do you feel that the work that you're doing with the art that you do and the angel work and the harp and the music, how do you feel like this work helps to empower mm. the spirit right now in humanity? Well, I think as a light worker for many years, I think there's light workers all over the planet and, and we're all kind of unifying and, and bringing through our unique expressions through frequency and sound and light and color right now during this Renaissance time. So I know for me that the music that I'm putting out is very much inspired by the higher light, the divine light, the angelic connection there that is very healing and unifying for people. And now the channels are open where millions of people are probably listening to my music every day around the world through streaming platforms worldwide and satellite radio and stuff. So that's, that's very, uh, you know, reassuring for me to know that the angels music is going out over the airwaves like that. So, you know, I work kind of on a macro level, but I also work on a very personal level, like I'm, I'm in on doing phone sessions now with people that are like really struggling with health challenges right now and kind of looking at maybe they're not going to make it and stuff. So I'm, I work on a very kind of interpersonal level with people one-on-one. -on -one, and I also go kind of out on the macro level and put my art and my music all over. And I know there's other doing, always are doing that as well. And that's kind of one of the things that's always kind of, fed my spirit is that whole prophecy of the 144,000 rainbow, uh, rainbow awakened warriors, you know, like all we need. And that whole concept of the hundredth monkey, you know, if we get just enough of the collective of uh, people around the globe at key places, vibing to this higher level of consciousness that I believe in a miracle. I mean, we're going to have to have some sort of miraculous you know, event to get us out of our predicament that we're in collectively right now. So I believe in miracles. I see them every day. And I think there's perhaps big miracles coming for all of humanity that I think will absolutely blow our mind. They could be supernatural um, because, you know, humanity has been living in a very small bubble. And I think we're also getting ready to have that kind of collective seventh seal of the crown chakra open where collectively we can all see a higher vision. Maybe that could incorporate disclosure of, 
you know, our galactic ET affiliations, there might be some sort of intervention, angelic or extraterrestrial or something. I'm, I'm hopeful for something big to happen, you know. Um, so I, and people ask me that too, you know, like, what do you think of the current state? And I, when I check in with the angels, the angels, they're amazing because they're always positive. Their whole thing is just a high vibe and they don't get into negativity. They always want to keep the eyes on the prize, which is that kind of golden dawn, the awakening of the golden age, the ascension. This is, this is what's programmed into my DNA when I came onto this planet. I, have, I write about it in my book. So my soul is very much aligned with a higher vision that transcends the little wills of men on this planet playing their games. There's something much bigger and greater than that at play here that transcends our limited human perspective on the nature of reality. I think there's going to be a huge reality shift, a paradigm shift for humanity here. And I think we're standing on the threshold. So the angels always infusing with positivity, with love and light, always uplifting with their healing energy. And so I just stay connected and I, I try not to dwell in negativity about the current states, but I, I hope for miracles and I have hope for tomorrow. That's one of my songs on my, my, new, my album that's trending in the top of the charts right now, The Winding Way. And one of the songs is called Hope for Tomorrow. It's like the last song, one of the last songs on the album. That's really a theme is just to have hope, to instill hope in people, to have faith and to believe in a higher power and that it's all going to be okay. Yeah, I hear you. So the vibrations that you do put out and living in that ability to be in the higher realm and bring in the messages of the angels is helping to empower the spirit, helping with that ascension that we all need right now and being a part of raising humanity, the consciousness of humanity right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you do, you know, the name of the show, Empowered Spirit. That's what we are. And that's what we're, we're helping to awaken in others. There's that kind of we touch individuals and they can awaken, they can touch somebody. And the more we touch people, it spreads like a, like a silent kind of conspiracy that's gathering momentum. And it's, it's coming from the spiritual grassroots. And I think, I think there will be a great emergence in the days ahead that, that could be just beyond our imaginings. I'm, I'm really hopeful for that. Yeah. From your voice to the angel's ears back down to us. Yes, me too. I hold that hope as well. And so, yeah, if I could ask you to, Take us out with some strums there from the frequency of the harp and the angels, please. Yeah, I guess I'll play. And so, Terry, thank you for having me thank on you. my show. I hope your listeners come visit me at harpmagic.com. I'd love to see you. And uh, I'll just play and you can take it away, fade it out as you like. So, yeah, I will. And yes, I will put the links in there. And I did not ask you, but I will definitely put the links to how to find the work, the music and the book. Thank you. Wonderful.
How beautiful was that? Magic does occur when you listen to this music. The channels open. Love pours into the heart. Miracles can occur. Check out Peter's work, his book, his music, and his art. And if you're ever in Sedona, contact him for a tour and hear him playing his music. Ready for some magic to occur in your life? I can't wait to share what I've been working on this winter. But for now, schedule a spiritual upgrade, break the call with me, and let's see how you can upgrade your spiritual practice. If you like this episode, leave me a review on iTunes and share it out with someone you know that could use some inspiration today. Thanks again for listening. This is your host, Harry Ann Hyman. To your spirit, namaste. Namaste.